Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this topic really interests me. It's kind of this age-old question about low-fat uh, versus low-carb diet. And my next guest and expert, Dr. Kevin Hall, is a tenured senior investigator at the National Institute of Diabetes, Digestive uh, and Kidney Disease at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda. And a very interesting study was just conducted that looked at just this. So welcome, Dr. Hall. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about this. You know, it, it's so funny because it used to be, you know, people always said calories in, calories out. And then, you know, there was the low-carb craze with, that went back to the 70s. Um, with Dr. Atkins, then they kind of uh, demonized him, poor guy, rest in peace, um, and started to go, you know, saying you have to have fats. And But then we are finding out that sugars, in fact, can raise things like cholesterol and bad um, blood profiles. So for the average person, and I'm a doctor myself, myself, I have no idea, you know, what is it? So first talk about this study. And it was a small study. Sure. So you're right. There has been this ongoing debate for decades about um, what kinds of diets are better for weight loss and fat loss in in people with obesity. And um, one of the things that I noticed a long time ago when we we had the idea to design the study was that no one had done a very carefully controlled experiment where they just cut carbs keeping fat and protein in the diet at at sort of baseline versus just cutting fat, keeping carbohydrate and and protein at baseline. They'd done these studies which were very interesting and very informative about, you know, what happens if you have a lower carbohydrate or a lower fat diet and what happens when you prescribe uh, people to do this, but you don't really know if they actually did it or not. And so what what we wanted to do in this study was do a very well-controlled physiology experiment, essentially, where we brought in people, kept them at the NIH Clinical Center here 24 hours a day for a pair of two-week periods, so they couldn't leave, they couldn't go out and get food anywhere else, and they had to eat everything that we gave them and nothing else. And on one period, uh, we cut specifically fat from their diet, about 800 calories per day, uh, just coming from fat, keeping carbohydrate and protein fixed. And on the other occasion, the same people, um, 19 men and women with obesity, um, uh, we cut the same 800 calories a day out of their diet, but this time all coming from carbs. Hmm. And the question that we were interested in was how does the body adapt to these two uh, equal calorie cuts, but very different proportions coming from ca- carbs versus fat, and which one led to more fat loss. Huh. Now, what's interesting, as you're mentioning it to me, I was thinking, you know, maybe these people were here simultaneously, some had fat, some, but this is actually even more controlled, because then you're looking at the exact same person, right? Exactly, yeah. metabolism. So you bring them in one week, and then you bring them in the other. But what, what about the, that in-between? You, you didn't care if they went out and pigged out and came Yeah, in, be- in between, we basically gave them instructions to kind of go back to your usual lifestyle, okay. do whatever you did before, 
and uh, it's what we call a washout period. And they, they had two to four weeks to do that, and then they came back in, and we had a run-in period where we gave them a baseline diet for five days first so that we tried to kind of uh, stabilize everybody uh, <laughs> at, at the beginning and then, and then uh, go with the carb versus fat cutting. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Because I would think if these people were obese and they lost weight in the beginning, they'd be like, Oh, I'm not going back to that. But so You'd tell be us. Surprised. Oh, really? <laughs> it, is, it is hard. I can imagine if you were locked up a, a week and that was it, whatever was in front of you and especially cutting calories. And you said, so it, um, what so first of all, what did you find when you did yeah this? so so the the interesting thing was that um we found what a lot of the low carb folks say is the reason for why their diets work is that basically we cut carbs in the diet, uh, the levels of insulin that were secreted into the, the hormone that, that regulates fat metabolism right. decreased. Um, the, the amount of fat that was released from fat cells goes up and, and fat burning goes up, all as you would expect with the, with the, the way that low-carb folks have claimed their diets work, and people lost fat. Perhaps the surprise was that when we cut fat in the diet, um, nothing happened to the amount of fat that they burned. Uh, the hormone insulin didn't change one bit. Um, and yet, because the, we had cut fat in the diet and they were still burning the same amount of fat, they actually lost more fat on the reduced fat diet mm. um, than the reduced carb diet. So both diets led to fat loss, but the reduced fat diet seemed to win in these very artificial uh, situation. Well, and did you, were you measuring with calipers or putting them in a pool and and measuring the actual fat, or, or did you could you see in their body contour the the difference? Almost? Yeah, so so we did a, a couple of different methods to measure um, body fat. We uh, used uh, one method, which is pretty standard uh, clinically now, uh, to measure body fat more or less directly, which is uh, something called a dual energy X-ray absorptiometry, or DEXA for short. And uh, that method is known to kind of have, you know, pretty good clinical utility, but for the kinds of small changes that we're detecting here, um, we found that both diets led to, by that measure, the same amount of fat loss. So we have to use something much more sensitive, and this is one of the advantages of being here at the NIH is we have these special rooms that people can live in while they were uh, while they were basically uh, in the study, and on a minute-to-minute basis, we measure how much oxygen they consume and how much mm-hmm. carbon dioxide they produce, and from that, we can calculate exactly how many calories they're burning as well as how much fat they're burning. Mm-hmm. And so that was the most sensitive measure was to calculate fat burning and subtract from that uh, the fat that they were eating. And then if there's a difference, it tells you that the fat in the body was changing. Hmm. And so that was the measure that uh, showed the difference between the two diets. With right, the because it was short term, you know, so you weren't really seeing, I'm sure, physical results on the outside. Yeah, this is not meant to detect sort of clinically <laughs> relevant weight loss. This was really trying to detect the physiology if there was any difference in, in fat loss over the short period of time uh, with these two diets. Yeah, and um, I know we probably only have a couple minutes, and I do want to do a whole show on just uh, different <laughs> dieting to talk about. But what's interesting, so, you know, what about the argument that when everything went low-fat in the 70s and 80s, then everyone gained weight, and they said, okay, that's because people were adding more carbs. They were getting hidden carbs. Um and then the the whole takeaway. So in a minute or so, what is the takeaway? People 
can get from this? I guess if you cut out both, you'd really be doing a good job. Of course, yeah. I think the the main takeaway here is that the the people who've been recently advised to go on a low carb diet have been told that there's some sort of metabolic advantage to doing so. And what this study shows is that that usual explanation about carbohydrates and insulin trapping fat and fat cells, and if you don't decrease insulin, you won't be able to lose fat. That's just plain false. And so what people should really do is to think about uh, what kind of diet they're going to be better able to stick to, especially in the long term. And uh, so, so basically uh, what this comes down to is really uh, what diet will allow people to decrease the total number of calories that they're eating. And maybe for many people that might be a low-carbohydrate diet, but it's not working because of some special uh, metabolic advantage of carbohydrates versus insulin. Hmm. Very interesting. And, uh, I mean, there, there's benefits to all things. You know, you want to mediate the fats and there are good fats. And, you know, uh, we only have about 30 seconds. Are you going next to look at the types of fats or it, this is the point? It doesn't matter. It's calories for calories, fats for carbs. Yeah. What we're looking at next are things like, well, what happens if you cut the carbs very, very low so that you start producing ketones, which is a oh. special, another metabolic state that, that, uh, some folks in the low carb community have claimed is really necessary. And so that's the next study that we're looking at. Okay. And we're also looking at at what happened in these people's brains in terms oh. of uh, how are they reacting to yeah. food cues and things like oh. that. So we're interested in, yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to hear about that. And ketones was the big thing with Dr. Uh, the Atkins, Dr. Atkins. Anyway, uh, this is the Dr. Levin Oker Show, Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health. <laughs> 